Hey, what's everybody up, everybody? This is your host, Nico. And Irvin, and this is Shining Spotlight, the stream where we highlight creatives in order to inspire you guys. Today, we have a, an insanely talented creative, one that graduated from SCAD. She's been on the scene for a couple years now, and she's shaking up things a bit with her manga series, Webtoon, Seeds of Doubt. With a grand, great grand slam and glimmer of hope, we welcome the creator of the series, Seeds of Doubt, to the show, Tani Andrews. Thank you so much for coming today. We really Thank appreciate you. it. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So obviously, you know, we have a lot we want to ask you about, and, you know, a lot we want to talk about as it relates to, um, you know, your manga. But before we actually like really dive into the, the, the thick of it, you know, of course, you know, we want to throw it up on the screen a little bit just so people can kind of see it a little bit, just a picture from it and, you know, a page from the comic as well. If, if for those who aren't familiar with the webcomic, um, can you just tell us a little bit about the story itself, you know, for maybe those of us who haven't actually seen it? Okay, well, it's basically a coming of age story about two boys, Kyofu and Yuri, who save their homework from monsters that are born from literal anxiety and depression. And they basically learn to overcome their own inner demons and long as saving their home world as well. Okay, okay, okay. So what I'm kind of curious about, obviously, you know, from looking at this story, right, from being able to like kind of look into what are you get some of the um, the inspiration from some of the designs? Because I know I read that you're a big um, like a Tetsuo uh, Nomura fan. And for those yes. who don't know about that, that, that's like Kingdom Hearts. So, yeah. you know, I already know. <laughs> you so already like, know. What are, yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about like about your like your journey and you know kind of where some of your influences come from okay um like us like you said i derived my art style and everything from tetsuya nomura um i kind of just played around with different artists i liked and picked a lot of things from like akira mano who did um reborn if you're familiar with that anime i picked up a lot of stuff from her style as well and kind of like Ka Ka oh, katakuo uh um, yes. Hitman Reborn. Okay, I got you. Yes. I'm like, okay, I know what you're talking about. So I kind of smashed a bunch of different art styles together to make my own. And yeah, that's how it goes. Interesting. Okay, okay. Now I got you on that. You know, it's funny, like when I'm even looking at like some of your, um, you know, more of like your um, pieces that you have, like your pinup pieces, you know, mm -hmm. looking at how nice they are, like the way that you've crafted a lot of them. And I'm really digging like the colors that you use to be honest, yeah. like, um, so what I'm, I guess what I'm, I'm kind of curious about is like when it comes to your process, as far as like when you're actually um, designing characters, you mentioned how you kind of go through and you, um, you know, you, 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 you kind of got a lot of your um, inspiration from a lot of the mangaka that you mentioned, mm -hmm. but when you ended up going to SCAD, how did that, um, how did that kind of like um, cement your, your foundation? Like, what did you learn when you were at SCAD? I learned basically how to make a comic like from ground zero. Um, I start off with thumbnails or breakdowns which are like tiny little rough drafts of what's going to happen in the story. And then you blow it up like 11 by 17 and then you draw it out and then you shrink it back down to the manga format. And that's just basically what I learned from um, SCAD. I also learned how to tone 
um, screen tones, like in Japanese manga, and um, I just learned the industry and how things work in the both Western industry and in Japan as well. Okay, so it, and uh, from what I from what I read, you know, research about you. Uh, a lot of what you know, while, while you did graduate from SCAD, a lot of what, what you know uh, ended up being self-taught. You know? Yes. I mean, could you tell me a little bit more about that? Because I was looking at some of your stuff, and uh, one of the things that that, that stood out was that uh, you, you had kind of a structured way of uh, of of, uh, of your stories still having the same vision. And usually, those that are self-taught, they don't they really know to do that. So, where would you would you kind of learn this? Um, it's a lot of trial and error came about yeah. of that yeah I, I mean tell tell us about it like you know i know a lot of people that uh or a lot of professionals uh, starting starting out in this industry when they uh when they go through like a trial and error process like this they got they have nightmare stories where they couldn't keep <laughs> consistency uh there was it was had the hardest time with deadlines and uh, and even when they tried to partner with people, it was like the worst when it came to communication or or uh, just even trying to deal with, let's say, the behavior or anything. I mean, so, tell us a bit, a bit about it. Okay. Um, I think it was my second year in SCAD. I learned to just start things earlier. And I, I just rebuilt my work ethic until I was able to finish calm projects and things a lot earlier than my other classmates. And then I learned to get faster with my drawings and things like that. So deadlines didn't really start bothering me at all. So I got used to them. Um, as far as consistency, I would use sketchbooks all the time and just draw and draw my characters and draw them in different poses and positions yeah. until it was just second nature to me. Okay. And uh, so I, I, the let's say because uh, I know you did on uh, did a, quite a few uh, different stories like like Strike L and, uh, and obviously uh, you know Season Down right now. I look like you work with what was it Japan Fest and uh, and JASG. Yes. yes. Uh, did you happen to work with a team or did you do that entirely solo? Um, I was working with a lot of people, but I did the main art stuff as yeah. far as that goes. So, what what was it like when you were uh, working with the team? It was interesting. Um, a lot of the team was speaking Japanese, so I had to go back and forth between two languages. Yeah. Okay, um, no, I, that I got to ask you about. So, okay, when you first got to Japan, right? Yes. You know, so I'm assuming, like, I don't want to make too many assumptions, but I'm assuming, you know, obviously it was over there to be able to, like, as an extension to um, while you were in SCAD. Am I correct or no? Actually, uh, I went to Japan undergrad. Mm, okay. Okay. I wanted to make sure I understood this distinction. Yeah. Okay. So did that actually kind of further while you were over there, since that was before you went to SCAD, kind of fuel you to want to expand into, um, you know, kind of going into the program? Yes. Okay. Yes. So what more, I guess, I guess what I'm curious about is like with in in Japan, like, was there? Did you ever meet like any like mangaka? Did they have? Did you ever? Was there any um, anything that kind of um, that you that you learned over there that maybe we over here in the West, you know, wouldn't necessarily have access to like that? Um, not really. I 
just being exposed to Japan and being there for the first time really opened my eyes of like, maybe I can be a mangaka one day. Um, going to Akihabara, um, Shinjuku, and all those places really inspired me to keep going. If that makes sense. Go, yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean, see, I haven't personally gone, gone myself, but I hear this guy talk about it all the time. So, you know, when, when I hear some of these, some of the guys that I know, their stories about when they went to Japan, yeah, it, I, I can see how it makes you like, wow. You know, uh, I, I this, like this just happened. Slash, slash uh, it's real. Did you go to the Kyoto International Manga Museum? Please tell me you did. I did not. Did not get okay. I didn't go. It's to okay because I, I didn't either. But you know, I, I was at least hoping someone did because I'm like I hear so much about it, and it's like I don't know. It almost feels like some kind of like mecca of like manga. <laughs> did you go to the Osamu Tezuka Museum? I did not get the chance to go there. Okay. Okay. But he's actually one of the people I'm inspired by. As well, <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I think I think a lot of us that uh, that ended up getting more involved with like the history of manga really have an appreciation for that man. But really going back to the to the process here, because because uh, a lot of folks that are that are, that are watching this, they're 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 really like keying on keying in on uh, you know, like how the process of, of, of doing manga, and especially for someone like yourself who's already you know starting to make a name. As a, it's pretty much self-taught. You know, there's a lot, a lot of folks in this, in this industry that are pretty much starting out just like you, and some of them default to commissions because they, they just find sequential work to be like, wow, I, I don't know what I'm doing. So, <laughs> how, how are you? Uh, and I, I, I just want to know how how are you making this happen? Um, surprisingly, commissions are harder for me. I like doing sequential work a lot more. Mm -hmm. So. For me, um, I'm just taking it one day at a time in this really building up mm -hmm. on what I've already done. So, yeah, uh, let's go back to let's go to seize of doubt, right? Real, real quick, like, okay. all right, how, how did you how, how how did you start the planning process for this? Come up with the premise and really just get going with it. Hey, I'm going to know step by step. I'm like, <laughs> any degree on how all this works. To be honest, I'm super excited. So. It actually started off as an assignment for class in SCAD. Um, really? It was a four-page comic. Um, I just, I was dealing with my anxiety at the time and my depression that I suffered from. And I just started building a character like, what if there's a boy who was a fear and then there's a boy of courage who helps that boy of fear. And that's kind of how it started. And then another class later in my last year of SCAD, I took it and made a, I built upon the story and then I took it even further after um, graduating. Um, I started building the concept of what a child of fear, child of courage, then I added child of order, child of knowledge and have built their foundation upon what their city does and how their, how their uh, society is structured. And then I started building upon the story, like what is Yuri and Kofu's story together and like focus on, like my stories are always character driven. I always focus on what the character's doing and how they impact the world as well, so. Character driven story. 
And uh, just like uh, just like we just got in the comment session, go ahead and throw that one up. Uh, I imagine those TV said a classic way to create a story. Yeah, that like starting with from a, a class project four pages. I'm like, yeah, that's uh, that seems to be a you know a, a bit of a classic way to to start a story. Really, I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, you know, that's this kind of like some of our projects we we would do uh, you know outside of the show. Real quick, I don't want to cut anybody off, but I do want to say, you know, if you guys are just now checking out the show, make sure you throw up a like. And also make sure you subscribe to the channel as well to keep up with the updates on everything that we have coming up. We want to make sure that this video blows up and goes big. We want to turn that seed of doubt into a seed of action. I don't know. I'm trying to think seed of courage. What? Or seed of courage. What's up? <laughs> seed of courage. Something. You know. You know what I mean. You know. <laughs> Having a little fun. But. <laughs> so let's, let's, let's kind of get into the, the nitty gritty of this story because because uh, one of the things you. you uh, that, I, that I saw about uh, reading up about you and that you that you kind of mentioned is that a lot of your stories revolve around self-worth. So, yes. and I'll, when I'll, I guess when I'm getting too personal, uh, tell me why, why self-worth of all things? Um, it's something that I personally struggle with. Yeah. So... I, a lot of how my characters feels, how I felt in the past. So I just use my own experiences and then translate them into a story that someone else can read and say and feel like same, like, oh yeah, I felt that before, kind of thing. So okay. And I'm assuming that's what the uh the, these different uh pillar or routes are they span from the uh the the route of courage, order. Fear and I forget the knowledge. It's knowledge. Okay, I'm assuming that the, the these some way or another span from this self worth. Yes. Vision. Because you expand upon those. Um, in the story, there's four pillar system. It's um, courage. They're seen as the soldiers, the warriors, strong, diligent leaders knowledge um wise wisdom order is bureaucracy and then fear is the rare pillar that um no one really knows what it's about but it's always connected to the infliction where people are turning into monsters born from anxiety um, known as the kyofun so it just kind of goes around with that as the basis of their society and with that, it's like a child of courage may feel fear, but they won't feel it as much technically. Mm -hmm. But in the story, you find out, no, you can feel fear just as much as anyone else. And that all the pillars are disconnected, which I can't explain how that will spoil the whole story. Fair enough. Because so, so. uh, I was going to ask, you know, why, why is the, uh, the pillar of fear uh, so rare? There is, there's a reason. There's a reason. Okay. Is there any way to explain that without spoiling the, the story? No, it was okay. 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 <laughs> fair, fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So. And already piqued our curiosity. All right. Tenfold. And, uh, it, because I, th I do think that's interesting. What all the pillars are somehow in some way connected to fear. That's interesting. And uh, what, what, what's the, uh, what the real world uh, basis for that? 
Um, Laura, uh, I just, I just kind of made it up. And I was based it on how I've seen people deal with anxiety, um, panic attacks, things like that, and how it um, affects people. And that's, that's the main basis is mental health. I, I actually, I really like that, you know, because you think about like, especially within, um, you know, like, you know, um, I say like today, I think like a lot of people don't really understand the gravity, you know, of how important mental health is. You think about like suicide rates, you know, not to get morbid with anybody, you know, talking about suicide rates, you know, you think about people that have conditions or whatever, and people, you know, you need more stories that kind of dive into that type of stuff. So yeah. I think that's good. Um, kill for one. Well, just, just real quick, kill for what? Where, where did that come from? Kyofu. It literally his name literally means fear in Japanese. Oh, okay. I, I, I was like, what? What is that? Interesting. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. I have to say that when I look at a lot of your work, it has a lot of style to it. You know, a lot. Like, like I know that's kind of like I think if I'm not mistaken, your character avatar. Yeah. But I, I even thought this looked pretty dope. I'm not even going to lie. You know, I don't know why it kind of reminded me of like, kind of like, I don't know, like it gave me like a Prince impression a little bit for a second. And then I'm like, I don't know. But, you know, it, um, I definitely, um, I guess I kind of want to know where do you get a lot of your uh, inspiration when it comes to like the clothing and everything of your characters? Um, Harajuku fashion. I look at street fashion from London, Korea, um japan of course and then i mix it together like i like military fashion um harajuku style with um dakara and um stuff like that so let me guess okay. steampunk somewhere in there too yes <laughs> yes steampunk too uh shout out to my steampunk fans out there you already know what it is <laughs> okay i gotta give a shout out looks like we have Antoine Swift, just mental health in general. I agreed. I think that was a comment previously on what we just spoke on, you know, and I got to give an extra shout out to Antoine. Thanks for showing up. Uh, let's see here. Uh, okay. And then another comment from Imaginos TV. I love uh, Tani's style choices. Thank you so much, Imaginos TV. All right. Now we can move on to kind of get into some more um, interesting things, I guess, or interesting topics. What do you think about the state of the OEO community? Last episode, we did an interview with um, with uh, Queenie Chan, you know, mm -hmm. and Queenie Chan, if you're watching, thank you again for that interview. Um, I do want to ask, like, okay, with a lot of the newer mangaka, such as, like, you or even myself, what do you think of, like, um, First off, do you know what OEL is before I even yes. get into this question? Okay, I yeah. want to make sure I say that. Okay. Yeah, just a How reminder you... for anyone watching the show, original English language. Uh, original English language manga is the term that's term used for the Western manga creators here in the West. Go ahead. From the standpoint of someone coming into OEL or being a part of like the newer wave is what people may look at it as. How do you feel about it in comparison with the old? It's a lot better. Um I've done research on OELs for my thesis at SCAD. And the first wave, as much as they 
tried to pioneer it was really just not there if that makes sense um but now i feel like people are taking everything they've learned from that first wave and applying it and putting it into like top-notch quality manga so yeah i i mean what so in the in the first wave where what do you what do you think they really messed up at specifically um i know a lot of them lost their copyright um rights through know, like to tokyo pop and things like that Pass so. tokyo pop oh my goodness <laughs> So it was things like that. And a lot of people were rushing instead of building foundation, like the basics of um, art, rushing to get a style and make manga instead of like take, you still have to know how to draw at the end of the day, even if it's a manga style, you just have to apply the foundations into a manga style, which a lot of people failed to do in that first wave. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I like you mentioned that because uh, I know you mentioned earlier uh, or when you were describing why you had your vision earlier. Uh, one of the things that, that piqued my ears was uh, that the uh, the phrasing of originality. You know, you want to be relatable to your audience. And I think that's what a lot of the second wave started. They you know, had to disconnect that, you know, where they didn't, they didn't understand that, you know, not to chase the the, the flair or just to copy the, the medium just for the fan basis of it. It's like, you know, these are these are the personal stories and experiences or moments of, of time that they uh, that they personally experience that they're basically putting out there for you for you to read. So that, that, that I like you, you you put that out there. Yeah. What what do you think? Uh, I, I mean, in our last interview with, with Queenie Chan, I mean, it was brought up uh with, with the uh, a lot of a lot of the mistakes that the first wave did and uh and i mean you know it seemed like they passed the torch to the set to the second wave and like we like we kind of in, introduced the floor with i mean what do you think is is uh what more solutions do you think we could do to really like really push it out there because I, mean, I, I mean we got so we got some momentum going but obviously we're still pretty much like a bunch of lone wolves and different different isolated groups out there um that's a good question um i think forming a community i like making those lone wolves to get to know each other because that's something that i had at SCAD was a community where I can piggyback on somebody and say, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. I can add that to my story and things like that. I think community, more of a community. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I, I would see yeah, a, a community be as, uh, it would be ideal. It's just uh, how do you get there? Because yeah. obviously, you know, if there's one thing we can see of our generation, you know, whether, whether it's offline or online, we'll talk. We'll, we'll, we'll talk all day. But uh, I, I mean, I know some people that, you know, they got a little patience slash it'd be like, you know, all right, I only got a certain tolerance for this person. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they, a lot of them don't go. Uh, I mean, we have access to a lot of information, but a lot of us, you know, we see what's face first and not go check out history. I mean, I, I, how, do you, how do you get us to sit down and like actually, you know, like talk or, you know, look into the stuff to even begin with? That that's a good question. I just know, like in Japan, they have their community based off apprenticeship, where yeah. 
one person will learn under another person and then they will carry the torch and that's how they started their network like from like Oda learning from um Akira and stuff like that. Mm. One thing that I kind of question when it comes to OEL, so I'm I'm curious what you think about this, like have we really in like i'm gonna say like oel 2.0 if we want to call it have we really found our voice you know our true voice because you know while you may have found your voice there is a lot of creators out there that they talk from more of a um they, they only they don't really seem like they're really saying much in their stories it's more so just from a they're just telling a fantasy story mm. and there's not really anything you know said outside of it i mean how many medieval like webtoons are there out there but are they really doing anything different than saving the princess? So do you have like a, um, anything more, I guess, do you, do you have any stories out there in particular that maybe you're seeing something that maybe a lot of us aren't seeing? Um, like ones that maybe you might recommend or. I can't think of any on top of my head. It's like you said, it seems like everyone's trying to save the princess. So. Which which goes back to what Queenie Chan was saying before about uh, uh and and I, I know it was a couple others that touched on that that we interview. I just can't think of them right now. But where they touched on that, it seems like everybody's mistaken fantasy for a genre. Yeah, uh, it's like urban fantasy. It's like the main thing, and then. And it's just, I think if people explored other stories just besides fantasy, it would be a lot of more um, broader mm-hmm. and a lot more stories would start coming out that are really good if they really take the time. Well, it's not even, it's not even defended or exploring fantasy. Fantasy is supposed to be an ass, just, uh, just a separate aspect that you can add it to almost any story. It wasn't supposed to be a genre of its own. Well, how did how did we get to a point where you know all of a sudden uh, everybody's mistaking fantasy as its own genre? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I, I, I'm like I'm flabbergasted how we made that that mistake. You know, uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe it's, it's, it's fans following fans. I don't know. Uh, but what's uh, real quick? We have a couple comments that came in. I just want to at least address those comments. Um, imagine those TV. I think while that while Tani herself embodies a lot of research and creativity, I'm not so sure about OEL 2.0 yet. Imagine those TV said that. Heavy like a Chevy. And we have Che Baker. Good questions. Good, great responses. Love it. Thank you so much, Che. Imagine those TV. I agree with Tani as it relates to the genre wholeheartedly. Okay. All right. And For those who are just coming in, make sure you go ahead and throw a like up and subscribe to the channel too if you're just now coming in. Make sure you hit the bell if you want updates because if you don't hit the bell, then you're not going to know when we update, even if you're subscribed. So that's something you always want to make sure you do. All right. Um, And also, very quickly, I do want to bring up the Honeycomb Hideout podcast. Definitely a podcast you guys want to check out. You know, for any of you guys who like a great listen, you wanted something while you're on a drive, the nerd podcast that talks about everything you want to know about in terms of, you know, whether it be talking about, you know, um, hot topics, controversial topics, 
you name it, it's it covers all bases. Whether you're a Star Wars fan, you know, a Marvel fan, whatever, they talk about all the nitty-gritty and get deep with it. They it's kind of like Howard Stern for Geeks is the best way I can describe it. You can find it on Spotify, and we'll put a link down below as well so you guys can make sure you check it out. So make sure you give it a follow. Hey, anybody, in the, any creators, whether you're, uh, you come from gaming, uh, music, pottery, animation, uh, we all some way somehow get tied into pop culture. So yeah, check out the Honeycomb Hideout. All right, so back at it. All right, so Miss Tani, what? Uh, I mean, we were just talking about pretty much, you know, kind of, kind of the scope of OEL here. But I, I know I, I was I was kind of looking forward to seeing you know where uh, before when I was asking you the question of where you were you really self taught or did you kind of you know learn some of the stuff from elsewhere uh, uh, maybe your body or something but uh, you know it's it, I, I there's a I, I was hoping to hear whether or not you got some of this information from loose information from other you know uh, uh, folks of the of the first wave generation. Uh, of OEL, or was, um, or was that the case? I learned a lot from them from my own self-taught way, just learning, okay. doing my own research. So, okay. Uh, so, I mean, I don't want it. That's one of the reasons there. I mean, we we didn't uh, whether we didn't dig enough or it's just so so uh, elusive out there. I mean, information on what the first generation did is just really just spread out there, right? Mm, yes. Um, I mean, I, aside aside from that, ha, have you sought mentorship outside of uh, outside of SCAD itself? Um, I do have a mentor um, at a publishing company. I won't reveal which publishing company, but I've been working mm. with her, and she's been helping me a lot with um, working on my new projects. So, okay, okay, I like that. I like to hear that. You know. Um, so is this is this mentor just you know i guess i just i'm I'm a little nosy i'm a little curious you know <laughs> is this more on like the art tip or the writing tip or both 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 okay interesting okay oh, um, okay yeah, so it's, it's for uh it, for sequential works comics or mangas like manga well mainly manga yeah yeah okay so we have a few more comments that came in Let's see here. Um, Shay Baker, I think social media created the narrative in regards to blending anime and manga, so people are following copies of copies. Ray Hama, the Hama Force, peace to all of you guys. Ant Anton Swift, L for MMPL, okay. I feel like there's some meme in here that I'm not knowing of, Antoine. I'm like, and it's going over my head right now. I don't know why. I feel like there's something that I'm missing or I'm not understanding. Um, imagine those TV. Mentorship is important. Yes, that, that it is. Okay. So what... Uh, uh, let's, let's say... Okay, I I noticed you you went to to the Momocon uh, convention. Uh, I don't know if that if that was just it recently or if that was just it, or if the last time you went was two thousand eighteen. It uh, was um this past May. 
Okay, this past May. Yes. All right. Uh, how, how's the convention scene looking for you? Because I, I know it's been. It, it was really it seems good. Like it's been kind of coming back. It was really big, and um, it was really good. I did really well. I sold out my comic um, out on Saturday, so I ran out of merch Sunday morning. So I kind of just um, relaxed and enjoyed the con for a while. So. Congratulations. Oh, you sell out the first hour or what? I sold out around, what was it? Uh, it was around four Saturday. So. Oh, wow. Okay. That's okay. Okay. That's, that's actually nice. So do you have, like, what other conventions do you have plans to go to later on this year? You know, like, are you going to, uh, well, actually, you know what? I'm just going to be quiet. I'm just going to listen. <laughs> um, I'm waiting to hear back from AWA, but other than that, um, I'm just working on book two, so I was hoping I was gonna hear Yomacon somewhere on the list because that's over in our neck of the woods. Way to go, so. get out. <laughs> that's where I was like, I was like, let me see, is, is she gonna say Yomacon? But I was gonna up Yomacon because that was like, I can't speak for uh Nico, but that was my first con, so I have like a special uh place in my heart for Yomacon, so okay. So, uh, well, you're not gonna be a Yomacon, forget you. Uh, let me stop. <laughs> no, uh, but anyway, you are. Uh, I'm not sure if we get a connection delay here. Are we lagging a little bit? There we go. Okay, we're okay. good. Cool. All right. So going back to the uh, going back to the to the panel thing. What's uh. Well, you got any plans as far as you know what, what more you're going to do with uh with, with the craft i mean where's it where's the series taking you um well i've planned out the series to be five books yeah so it goes to so beginning and end it uh everything's been story written out i'm just building it into the comic version of it now so the comic version i mean as the manga as the pages as oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I went way over my head. I'm thinking you're like over here trying to do some dual powers here. You know, all right, I got a manga <laughs> version out, but uh, <laughs> come on, what a Western comic one? Like, oh, hold up, we got a different conversation. <laughs> all right, I'll be like, like different styles. Be like, okay, you know. <laughs> all right, so what's uh, uh hmm. Because I, I believe I heard in one in one of your recent interviews that uh, that you that you had some publishing opportunities that you can really speak about. Uh, is is there a, is is there any any particular company that that you're working with now or? Yes, um, I won't say right now. Okay. Just disclaimer, but I've been working with them for another story. They really, I actually pitched them seeds. They really liked it, but they wanted me wanted something different instead of um, fantasy. So I'm working them with another story uh, for them to publish for me. So they, they wanted something other than fantasy. What what's uh, what you had in mind as far as job? Um, I'm doing. It's more of a magical girl. Magical girl. Yeah. Uh oh. 
Uh oh. <laughs> Somebody like key the the Sailor Moon song. That would be nice if we had one. I had it on here. Like Sailor Moon. Let me make sure I don't do that too much because you know how YouTube be. You know, <laughs> like yeah, we sit up here, video be down right after sighting off. <laughs> About to have a research of the magical girl genre. All right, so I, I'm, I'm assuming you can't go too much into detail on yeah. the project. I, I, okay, fair enough. Uh, all right, so I'll ask it this way: Why magical girl? It's actually another story that I had. I just happened yeah. to have at the time, and they really liked it. So they figured, um, why don't you pitch it with us? So, so what's your favorite magical girl story then? My favorite is Sailor Moon, and then my second favorite is Madoka. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I I did. Uh, I do know a lot about uh, about Marika. I I, um, I really I was, I was supposed to been finished that. To be honest, I, I feel bad. I, I did promise somebody I would. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> So the, the magical girl uh, genre is, is what's going to be based uh, is what the, where the story is going for. What uh, is this still tied to the the self worth vision as well? Or yes, you got something? Oh, okay, okay, it's still going. With, I don't know if you're trying to mix it up, spicy, spice it up, or something. Or, so or, do you feel or like you do intend to do that? To prepare for, actually, no, I'm curious about this. Right, like would, to prepare for this story, like have you had to go through any like different process artistically you know like have you had found yourself having to like kind of like do research you know to kind of really dig into the nitty-gritty of it to make it like different than some other magical girl stories out there or uh not really i've had this story for a while and i just built upon it every so often to adjust it to be more modern and now that i have an opportunity to actually work on it um i feel like it'll, it'll just do it's a story that i personally liked since i've one of my favorite stories I ever created. And so I I feel like it should be fine. Um, I've seen a lot of magical girls, like Pretty Cure and Uh-oh. I think we're having a little bit of a delay on, on our end just for a moment. Um, but while that's going on, you know, um, I will say, make sure you like the video like always, and subscribe. And hit the bell if you're already subscribed and you just haven't hit the bell because that's the only way you're going to get updates. Um, let's see here. What is going on? Bear with us just for a moment, folks. Oh, there we go. All right, okay. we're good. Cool, cool. Uh, as you were saying. Sorry, okay. Um, I feel like I, I, it should be fine. It's really different. It's something I wish there was when I was growing up, but it was never created. So I'm creating it for everyone. So. Okay. Okay. That's nice. So it's like almost like a um, childhood dream uh, come reality. Yes. You know? Okay. All right. I like that. You know, um, I feel like um, right now, you know, with this burst of creativity you're kind of seeing out here with the, you know, the wave of OEL and, you know, everybody kind of having, um, um, coming forth with, you know, a lot of their, you know, ideas or IPs or interests. What do you, um, what do you define as the difference between like a hobbyist and a professional? Um, 
Well, I know from my time at Scott, if you're getting paid for it, it you're a professional. But that's that's basically it for that. But it also means the dedication, like you're still working at it, even though it gets hard. And sometimes you want to quit, and that's the difference. The hobbyists will do it for fun, but if it gets too much, it may quit halfway or just stop at the end. While a professional keeps going and knows when to take breaks, um, when it's time to really sit, sit down and think about what type of project you want to put out there. Let me uh, so let me ask you then for our for for those that are that are that are watching you what what, what advice do you do you have for them as far as you know if they uh if they want to get into this industry you know we're talking about those that, that, that may want to be a, a manga creator they might try to want to lone wolf it or you know they would do their own self studies you know what what, uh, what what would you advise them um go for it just Put yourself out there and um, keep going. That's the main thing. Just start. Just go for it. So, any pitfalls oh. you would you would advise them to avoid? Um, don't doubt yourself too much. Like if you feel like. Okay, uh, connection issue again. I almost want to do a freeze frame. Oh, there we go. Uh, go ahead, please re re repeat that one. Um, put yourself out there. Don't be afraid or doubt yourself because that will, that will, if you don't um, just throw it out there about being perfect, you doesn't have to be perfect. That's something I had to deal with. So. Hmm. No, that's a, that's a good point there. Because uh, a, a lot of folks fall into that dread trap of uh, trying to trying to put their 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 best foot forward, pretty much uh, from the, from the get go. You know, you got that passion project you'll start you'll start off doing right. Uh, yeah. Your first time getting out there and kind of you know, I think uh, uh, funny, funny Chan said said best. You know, she, she mentioned how uh, too many folks they'll they'll do their passion project first, do it you know whatever. 100% energy for it, but the problem is you can't keep up that 100% energy all the way. It's like a, you know, you, you, get, you have to treat this profession like a, uh, what would you say, like a uh, lacrosse country instead of a instead of track. You know, it's like, you know, it, it's for the long run. You can't do, you know, 100% and like you're like you're on a, like you're doing track, like uh, uh, for cross country. Cross country, it's like you got to go about 60% here. And then, you know, you kind of save your energy to do that <laughs> yeah. final hundred percent burst and near the, uh, you know, you, uh, you have a mile close to the finish line or something like that. You know, a lot of, a lot of creators fall into that trap, apparently, yeah. you know, obviously, you know, where they get burnt out early on, they can't meet deadlines. They, they can't, you know, uh, even build up the motivation or what have you to even keep, you know, doing the project. They're like, Oh my gosh, this is what I get myself into. Yeah. Okay. Good. I mean, that, that. So what do you, how do you feel about when it comes to like doing a page? Because I've heard people debate, you know, time and time again on how long it should take somebody to do a page. And if you ask somebody, maybe Western creatives, you know, the average, you know, 
and obviously there's a lot more work that goes, or I'm not gonna say necessarily more work, but more time that goes into making like, let's say a Western comic, they may say it takes at least 10 hours to do a page. So what do you think is like, what would be considered like a reasonable amount of time for a creative to do a page? What do you think people should shoot for? I think there was more connection issues. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Repeat it, Uh, What is the reasonable amount of time to you on how long it should take for a creative to do a page for a comic? Really bad connection hiccups now. Apologies, folks, to all you guys that are watching. You know, we're just having a little bit of technical difficulties in this episode just this time, but... um, we're going to get that back on track in just a second. Okay. Uh, all set? Yeah. Okay. Did you hear the question in full or? Yeah, I heard it. Okay. Um, I know in Japan they do like 20 pages a week. For me, I do, I can do three pages a day. That's average for me. So. Wow. Okay. That's quite a bit, you know, three pages a day. Interesting. It's like, um, how would I say? Uh, I'm trying to get the best way to put it. Like, it's a sound. It's, it's, that's that's amazing. I, I'm like, that's that's true. I mean, amazing. I already, already called it out. I mean, I, I guess you're a prodigy or something. Like, what the heck? Three pages a day. You talking about laying out the pages, penciling, inking? Oh my gosh. What kind of what, what kind of freak of nature? What you're you're over here spicing it up? What? Anyway, all right. <laughs> So, someone of your caliber, you, know, I, you, you, you are you are you the humble type, or are you like the flex? You know, I'm humble. Cocky. Uh, you're humble. Okay. 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 Not, not, not like Janet. I see. All right. Oh, All right. Shots fired. <laughs> we love right. you, Janet. I just you know, want to make sure I say we do love you. Hey, hey we, we got we got prodigies over here. You know. <laughs> hey. All right. So you know, I'm gonna ask you just like I asked her. Then. You got any rivals in this industry? You got somebody you you uh you you uh you got a bit of a friendly rivalry with or a mad competition with somebody you look and be like, all right, I got a one up you. Uh not right now. Not at the moment. Not at the moment. I, I like but, how you said not right now. Like it's like, hey, not not to say that eventually. You know, you, know, you, you look around and you don't see any competition, you're like, no, I'm not yet. Okay. Well, not yet. I'll, I keep climbing. Hey, uh, all y'all folks, get it out there. Get your skill up. You don't see nobody. Oh my God. Hey, humble, but that subtle flex. Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, no, uh, no, no rivals. Uh, I, obviously, you mentioned who uh, you mentioned one influence. Did you have any other influences uh, for for your craft? Um, let's see. Tatiana Namura, I'm Kira Mano. Uh, the person who created Utana, I forgot their name. Oh, Utana! All right, this is the second person we had on the show. Second person we had on the show that I mentioned it. I, 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 Utana seems to be kind of like that, that, uh, that, that hidden kind of gem to, you know, for, for what I gather. You know, it's, I feel a bit proud. Of how I saw it myself. Uh, it, 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 it's, it's different. Uh, let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, who else do I? And. It's just there's a lot of people on top. Um, Azumika Nakamura, she's the one that did um, Graduates. If you've heard of that one, I really like her style and how she um, paces out her stories. 
Okay, okay. Now, if you had to choose, and it can't be any of the... You know what? It can't be anybody that you just mentioned. Real quick, real quick. Kunihiko Ikuhara. Uh, that was that was an A. I always forget it. It's like a tongue twister. That's the that's creator of Uta for anybody else curious. Now, real quick, I'm curious, right? If you had to choose someone to collaborate with on a project, who would it be? It can't be any of the ones that you just named. Okay. Uh, hmm. I have no idea. I wouldn't mind collaborating, though, but. Interesting. Okay. Now, if it had to be one of those people you named, who would it be? Um, I would like uh, Akira, uh, Akira Mano. Akira Mano? Okay. Akira Mano. Oh, wait. I know. Um, Gotoko Sensei. The person okay. made Demon Slayer. Mm, okay. Demon Slayer. Okay. It took me a minute. I'm like, I should know. I should know. Cause I'm like Demon Slayer is like the shit, you know. Everybody loves Demon Slayer, you know, and that's the one series that I'm still haven't. I haven't really read the manga of it, and when it comes to the anime, I'm only on season one. I haven't finished season two yet, or I haven't gone on to it yet. The manga is really good. I really is really my favorite manga because it's the story is perfect. The story is perfect. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great series. I I, I mean. Pete. I, uh, I I caught up on the on the manga too, so it's I, I'll get I'll give it to him. It's this one bomb story. It's like he, he he put the pen down on that one. Now, where do you want to, you know, when it comes to your uh, story, if you had to choose um, um, a format for it to be adapted in, you know, how would you want it to be adapted? Would you rather it be something like? You know, like, you know, some creators, they may release it in the form of movies, you know, or they may just do an anime series. Would you want Seeds of Doubt to be like an anime series or would you prefer it to be more of like a movie or movies? Uh, I like anime. I just, that would be something I'd be really cool to see. But I'm saying, would you prefer it to be like an anime series or like anime movies? You get what I'm saying? Like, oh, like anime movie. Anime movie. Okay. Yeah. Like two it. movies and yeah, okay. definitely. All right. So no we're getting ready to move right now into our final question, guys, you know, for the, uh, you know, for our time. But before we do that, you know, um, I do want to actually say, and did you have a question that you have first? Uh, <clears throat> I like a little more of a emphasis on the, uh, the styles you came up with some of the characters because, uh, you know, they are slapping. Um, I, uh, I I see I see like some uh uh or some what do you call it uh because I I know we, I know you mentioned them all earlier but I, I'm like I'm seeing some I see some Kingdom Hearts in there but I, I do see some uh the World Ends Image of Jew up in there as well I, you know uh I'm just just mm -hmm. curious if that 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 came up yeah um. I kind of just wing it when it comes to designing my um, characters and their clothing and stuff like that. For sure. Okay. Roll with it. All right. We all have goals. We all have our image of how we see ourselves and what we want to do. For you, obviously, you're in the beginning of your um, creative career, but 
how do you see yourself or what do you want to see from yourself by the end of your creator gear? What is, what is your end game? Uh, seeing my comic and my manga in um, bookstores. That's my end game. That's your end game. Yeah. Okay. So you just, uh, want to- I'm not letting you get away with that to what end. Why? Uh, I just seeing, just seeing my books in bookstores like Barnes and Noble, and all over the world and stuff like that. That that would make me really happy. I mean, I would love to see an anime of my comic or manga one day, but just in bookstores, that's that's the pinnacle. I mean, that's when I know I made it. Yeah. Okay, so you you get it in bookstores, you get your anime, and that's it. Is that where you're at? Yeah. Okay. That's very nice. And that goes and harks back to your humility. I appreciate that. <laughs> okay. That was, that was awesome. That was very simplistic. Awesome. All right. Well, before we head out, um, did you have anything that you wanted to talk about as far as any, you already mentioned, obviously, one project you can't talk about, but is there anything that maybe we should know about, like the seeds of doubt? I believe you upload, um, or um, I believe you upload like, like every Monday, I believe, every... Um, every Monday, yes. Every Monday on Webtoons. Um, but is there anything else that we should know or anything else you want to touch on? Um, not this time. Okay, okay. Yeah. When should we expect the mysterious news uh next year or the year after season um spring okay you heard it folks you heard it here first (laughs) (laughs) all right you know well you know thank you so much today tiny for coming on the show we really appreciate it you know, I do want to encourage everyone to go ahead and follow uh, Tani on all her social media platforms. We already have that down in the description. So you can find her on Instagram under Curry Tani. You can find her under um, on Twitter, and I believe it's under Curry Tani, correct? Yes. Curry Tani. You can find her on both those platforms. You can go to her website. You can pick up her manga. If you want to buy her manga, you can get it right now. You know, so make sure you do that. It's definitely something that's an easy read, good read. So you want to make sure you pick it up. You just heard her say that her manga sold out. So you want to make sure you go ahead and get it while it's hot. Um, Cause you never know. And I'm sure, you know, I could be wrong, but you know, if I'm like, can we, can people get it signed or a signed copy from you at all? Yes. Hey. Okay. So you, you can get a signed copy from her on that. So that's directly from the creator itself. If any of you guys who are collectors out there, that's, these are the copies that you actually would want is from the creator herself in the very beginning stages. So um, with that being said, um, also make sure you subscribe to Shining Otaku and like the um, the like button. Hit the bell so that you get any updates. We'll see you guys, of course, in two weeks. We'll have our next guest announced, and you guys can go ahead and follow us there. We have how many more episodes left in this season? Seven more episodes left in the season. I believe I'm counting right, but I don't know. I might have the math off. Who knows? Um, you have anything to say, Nico? Uh, yeah, folks. Uh, hey, but- Check out the next episode. Uh, obviously, you know, we're getting closer and closer to answering, you know, uh, obviously more about the uh, uh, more about the gap between OEL first generation, OEL second generation and coming up to solutions and answers how second generation can really, uh, you know, uh, take this, take this further, you know, do what first generation had trouble doing. 
And also look out for the updates for Killbox, you know, which is the new manga that we have coming out very soon, hip-hop battle-related manga that you guys are going to definitely check out, especially if you are someone who are into sports manga. This is definitely going to be for you. And it has a hip-hop flavor to it, so it's a little bit different than a lot of other stuff you guys have seen out there. Um, with that being said, thank you guys for watching. Hit the bell again, and we'll see you guys later. Catch you all later.